and welcome to Coffee Talk with Crystal. I am Crystal Grafton Combs, host of this podcast and international president of Alpha Omicron Pi Fraternity. Originally started in 2019, Coffee Talk is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Here, we will talk about life, leadership, sisterhood, and so much more. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to the next episode. Today's episode features Pamela Mearsheimer, an initiated member of our Phi Chi chapter at the University of Chicago and the creator of Pamela Finance. We talk about leadership, life, and personal finances, the focus of Pamela Finance. It's also the reason that after holding off for all this time, I think I'm finally going to have to sign up for TikTok. Pamela Mearsheimer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so happy to have you. We are both financial minds, and you have recently launched a new project that I am fascinated by and curious about, and we will get to all of that, but if you listen to the podcast, then you know that we always start at the beginning. So please tell me your AOPI story. Sure. I would love to tell you that. Um, I grew up in New England where fraternities and sororities are not a very big deal, not very popular. So I never had the idea that I would join a Greek organization in college. Um, I went to the University of Chicago and I changed my mind about Greek organizations pretty quickly because I saw that some of just the most interesting, dynamic, go-getter people were in the Greek organizations. And one thing I remember is um, very early on, I saw Jesse Wang Grimm. Um, (laughs) And not during recruitment, this was before recruitment, and she was wearing an AOPI sweatshirt. And I thought, boy, she's a really cool person. And I know she's a go-getter. And, you know, maybe that's a good organization that she belongs to. Um, So it's interesting. I remember Jessie Wang Grimm very early on. I don't know that I even talked to her. I just sort of observed her from afar. (laughs) So I went through formal recruitment and um chris graves was in my pledge class and now so many years later i would say jesse and chris are probably my two closest aopi friends so that's that's my very beginning story that's really amazing did you ever tell jesse that you had seen her before recruitment and that you had been inspired by her as a young person I don't know, but um, she'll probably hear this podcast, so it will hopefully brighten her day when she hears it. (laughs) That's amazing. I love this. And yes, they are two outstanding sisters. Now, obviously, you pledged and were initiated at our Phi Chi chapter. What did your collegiate experience look like? I came to the University of Chicago as a transfer student, so I was there for three years. 
So I wish I had one more year as a collegiate AOPI, but I had my three years, which was wonderful. Um, I, I really warmed up to AOPI and um, just to the values and the sisters. And I was very involved and I became chapter president. And I would say that was really the best training experience I've ever had, learning about organizations and people and the psychology of how people interact. It was an invaluable experience. And then I was able to go to convention, which really opened me up to AOPI International. Now, what and convention I, was this? This was in Tampa in 1989 and um you know once i saw aopi international i was just completely hooked on the international experience i mean just such go-getter women i think i keep coming back to that um that phrase and sure enough later on our tagline became inspire ambition it's very appropriate so tell me a little bit about your volunteer experience in the years since. Sure. I started out as an advisor to Delta Chapter at Tufts University. And I have to say I had great enthusiasm, but my hunch is I was probably a pretty terrible advisor because I really <laughs> didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was so young. Um, but another interesting thing is that one of the collegians who was there, uh, who I got to advise, was uh, Janet Siegel, now Janet Siegel Brown. Um, she was a collegian at uh, Tufts. Well, then you couldn't have done too poorly of a job because she <laughs> is an outstanding sister. <laughs> yes, she has been outstanding, although I think she inspires me, even though I started out as her advisor way back when. She has been a, an inspiration to me. So I started out there, and then I, um, I went and moved to Chicago. And after graduate school, I was in the Chicago area and I wasn't, you know, I joined alumni chapters, um, Chicago City and went to a few things. Um, I had small children. And when I met my husband, he had three children. He was a divorced father of three. So there were lots of children and family activities. And, you know, that's the nice thing is that AOPI is there for us when we want to give and when we need to step back, that's okay too. So I did get more involved. You know what was very exciting? I got to help out with the Delta Row colonization at DePaul University. And I met Linda Grandolfo then. Um, we were helping out there. And it's just been wonderful to see uh, the DePaul Delta Row chapter grow over time. I feel, I also feel very connected to Delta Row. From there, where did life take you? After taking a little time out to be a full-time mom, I was on the Phi Chi Corp board. The 
court board, it kept me involved and I went to the meetings and it was something at the time that was needed. And then really, um, I would say my big journey back started in 2012 when I became an advisor to FICAI. And I started out as alumni advisor because I thought, well, alumni advisor, I can just invite people back to campus. You know, how fun is that? <laughs> I just started to do many more things from there. And I became chapter advisor of FICAI. I did that for a few years. And I joined a foundation committee, actually, where I met you. I was on the the finance committee of the AOPI Foundation. I did that for six years. So, um, yeah, that kind of leads us to now. And now, when we talk about finances, what have you done professionally in your time outside of sure. AOPI? Sure. Um, well, when I went to college, um, if you can believe it, it was the Cold War long time ago. So I majored in uh, Russian studies and Russian was my foreign language in college. And, and then right around the time I graduated, the Soviet Union ceased to exist. And I really got more interested in the business world. And I knew nothing about personal finances. And I was living paycheck to paycheck, uh, as many post-college students are. So I just started to read every book I could about personal finance. And back then, that's what we did. We read books and read. Um, I read Money Magazine and Kiplinger's Personal Finance. And then the big, the big move was going to graduate school. So I went to graduate school at the University of Chicago and I got an MBA in finance and statistics. So that was um, quite a life-changing experience. So wait one minute. You went from an undergraduate degree in Russian mm -hmm. to all things finance. Correct. Okay, yes. That's quite a yeah. leap. That is not what I was expecting you to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I needed to go to graduate school because I didn't have any of those kinds of, I did not have any of that kind of education in my undergraduate. My undergraduate education was fantastic, but there was no business or finance or anything of that nature. So yeah, so that's why I went and got a graduate degree. Um, and, and that really changed my life. And then I worked as a senior financial analyst at CNA Insurance in Chicago after graduate school, which is, you know, a, a common type of job that people get post MBA. And then my daughter was born. Um, so I took some time off and, and then I had a second child and it wasn't really until about 2005 that I really went back to work part-time um, in a serious way. I had done little projects here and there, but yeah, so 2005 is, is kind of the start of my modern career. And I just want to um, emphasize the point since, 
so many of our listeners are women that back when I was in high school and college, there used to be this whole debate, like should women who have children work or should they stay home with children? And I think that was a very simplistic start of the debate. And nowadays we know that, and I know having having come from a blended family of five children and experienced so many different things, you just never know what's gonna happen in life. You know, you could have a great job and you think you're on the, the career path, all of a sudden your job ends or you could be, uh, you could have a great um modus operandi as a stay-at-home parent and then you know the finances get rather tight and a good job lands in your lap and it makes sense to take it so I just want to you know if we could if I could give the message to our listeners you never know what's going to happen in life all kinds of things happen over time and it's a very fluid and changing career experience. I would say for most people, for most families, I know. I think it's really interesting you say that because you and I are not very far apart in our ages and in when we came up in that time. And I do remember there being very clear conversations around what you would do. Would you have a family or would you remain in the workforce? There wasn't particularly an and yet. And if there was an and that you could be a mother and have a career, what were you sacrificing either as a parent or as a professional? And I think in the last several decades, we've come so far in that conversation such that when times do change and finances do get tight or life circumstances just happen upon you and you have an opportunity, we are no longer forced into an either or and very often have the opportunity to do both and to excel at both. That is still not the rule, I don't think, but I do think we are making progress to the goal. And uh, especially in 2021, we've experienced the pandemic, which changed just about everything in the world. And and now people work remotely. Uh, some industries have been all but uh, decimated and new industries have come up. So we've seen tremendous change just in the last year and a half. So I think all of us have learned the incredible skill of flexibility. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, you know, I mean, some days you do want things to kind of go one way in a straight path and, um, and they just don't go one way in a straight path anymore. No, they do not. Now, Pamela, where are you in your career now? You said that in 2005, you sort of went all in. What has that oh, career path looked like for you? Yes, well, then? I went all in um, part-time, and then in 2012, I went all in full-time. And, you know, my children have gotten older, so so now I'm an empty nester. And I had, I also had gone back to school part-time for my accounting um, 
qualifications. And I know to most people, finance and accounting seem like they're pretty much the same, but actually they're slightly different and you do need to take more courses. Um, in accounting, if you've been schooled in finance, as I had. So I did do that. And then I kind of landed in this track from 2012 onward of being a corporate accountant. And so for people who don't know what that is, corporate accountants deal with corporate financial statements and corporate reporting. So um, I found it pretty interesting. Um, But you know, here we are talking because I think you wanted to hear about my current project, Pamela Finance. What happened after a while is I thought, you know, it's because of my advising actually that I was in contact with so many young people. And I saw that a lot of them just did not know the basics of personal finance not because they weren't educated or intelligent. It's just that as a society in the United States, and I think in most societies, we don't really um, prepare our young people to manage their income and you know how to pay their bills, how to invest, how to make financial decisions. And it's, information that everyone needs to learn and most of us learn it through the school of hard knocks because (laughs) unless you're a finance major in college you're probably not going to learn it and even the finance majors in college are not going to learn about uh, personal finance so i've always had a real interest in personal finance And um, during the pandemic, I started, I downloaded the app TikTok and I started to watch (laughs) these videos. And I know TikTok, everyone says, or so many people say, oh, that's that's the dancing app. That's, you know, you see teenagers dancing. And I guess it started out that way. But what struck me was how much I learned on that app. (laughs) It's true. And also YouTube, I love YouTube and I have learned so much on YouTube. And I think at this point, almost all of us know that, you know, when you have a problem, if you want to fix X, Y, Z in your house, uh, you know, there's a YouTube video on how to fix xyz so i would say after um learning so much on TikTok, i just thought you know i have i have something to say too and i would like to give back to the world and and i thought i was terrified but i thought if i fail so be it you know whatever and this is how pamela finance was born Yes, so I posted my very first video, March 1st of 2021, and I just talked to the camera and uh, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I told myself, I have to keep going and I will figure this out. You know, I will figure out this medium, how to do well. So my first videos were were pretty terrible. (laughs) I'll admit that. 
you know, persistence is genius. So, so yes, my videos were terrible and I was awkward and I was nervous, but I told myself, just keep going, you know, and my goal was to post one video a day. Um, and I stuck with it and I like to think I got better. And I would say in about late August, I hit on a format that works well for me, which I do now. So I don't want to say that I'm dancing, but I would say that I move around to the music <laughs> and I point to text boxes and that format seems to work pretty well. Wait, but you said one a day. You do one of these a day? Yes. In fact, Crystal, I uh, set a goal for myself for October, the month of October, I do three a day. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> wait, and this is all short. around personal finance. They're all about personal finance. Yes. And how long are they? Um, my first videos, I would say the first, I don't know, five months or so, they were all about 30 seconds long. Okay. And I've learned TikTok is a very short medium. And also I tightened up my message and I came up with a format that works. So now my videos are all between eight and 10 seconds long. Eight and 10 seconds. Yes. And so I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but like what is an example of something that you can share in eight or 10 sure. seconds? Um, what I generally do is I have one main point and then three supporting points in eight so, seconds yes and i would tell you that um yes eight seconds is about the time it takes to sneeze isn't it <laughs> sometimes i come up with recurring themes for example i have a recurring theme of how to start investing that is, I would say the number one question I get is how do I start investing? What do I do? Sometimes I do money beliefs. Uh, sometimes I do invest in real estate for, you know, X dollars or less. Um, or sometimes I just come up with facts and I definitely do try to use fun music. I love this. So then tell me something. What is one piece of financial advice that you would give to a young person just starting out on their own? Absolutely. The number one piece of advice I would give is commit to learning as much as you can. That's the number one thing. And number two, mindset is 90% of the game. Be willing to be flexible, be willing to make mistakes and, um, you know, aim high. Absolutely. So those are my two pieces, pieces of macro advice. I would say a smaller piece of advice is start saving for retirement in your very first job. Yes. Oh, I tell everyone this. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So I actually left my job at the end of August and I'm really trying to um, grow my brand. And it, it's really kind of an educational brand. Um, 
trying to grow this on multiple platforms. I'm working on an online course. I may even start a podcast soon. I'm just all about financial education and and helping people empower themselves. I love this. So I will ask you one more question and you can give us a little food for thought. We talked a little bit about when you're first starting out. Number one, be open to learning about all things personal finance from the macro level, but also micro level. Start saving for retirement now. Start investing, right? But for someone who maybe has had a few decades of experience like myself, so what is something that you would offer for us to make sure that we are doing in this stage of the game? You know, the key thing is um, the past is the past. Let's get you started on the right path now. The take-home message for me is that no matter where you are in life, it's not too late to start. And I love this. It's never too late to start. And, uh, you know, we I think we need to normalize uh, talking about money talking about practical things because these are really day-to-day problems and issues that we deal with. Um, And I always like to help out young people. And for young people, knowledge is really the number one thing that they need. I love it. Okay, Pamela, where can people find you? Sure, they can find me um well the main platform that i'm on is TikTok. okay i'm not believing that you are going to be the reason that i finally joined TikTok. like i have put it off and put it off and now i'm going to have to join TikTok. well you know i know a lot of people are not on TikTok, so that is why i send everything to youtube so my brand name is pamela finance And on YouTube, it's, you know, just Google Pamela Finance on YouTube. Uh, I have a channel. I love this. And on TikTok, it's at Pamela Finance. On Instagram, it's Pamela underscore finance. And then I have a Facebook page, Pamela M Finance. I think if you just put in the two words, Pamela and finance, you'll find me on any of those platforms. I love it. Pamela, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining me for this conversation today. And for everyone out there listening, as always, thank you. Until next time, stay safe and be well. Mm -hmm.